Jax does Homestuck Gay Stuck Edition. This is Jax. And um, we're, we're getting into Act 6, Intermission. Uh, I believe it's Intermission 3. Um, sorry, Intermission 4. And Act 6, Act 5 um, is what we have here today. And I will say a lot of this is going to focus around Dirk. Um, and his sexuality, it, it's less fun, like, oh, look at these gay moments that are, like, obviously gay. And uh, this is this is more dealing with uh, kind of sexuality in, in general and how it's portrayed. Um, you know, it's kind of different. At the beginning, uh, we didn't have any, like, canon queer characters. So, so yeah, I mean, this, this kind of changes as we go along. And I c- should have kind of predicted that it was going to change like this. But, I mean, we'll, we'll still have those little bits in there. Anyway, a long way to say that we start off with kind of a recap of what happened uh, in our third episode, which I believe was the ending of Act Act 5. Yeah, so it was the ending of Act 5, um, or the entirety of Act 5. Anyway, the ending of Act 5 is where we have that whole you know, the alpha kids dying and being revived and um, the kiss that Jake gives Dirk's decapitated head while being like super dramatic about it and having like a a volcano erupt in the background. So we have um, Roxy kind of telling Calliope what went on and, um, and Roxy saying that, you know, she was too squeamish to kiss Jane, so Dirk, had to go up and just get the job done and be like, yeah, even though this this dude's gay, he was able to just do it. Like, it didn't matter. It just was something that had to be done. Um, And, yeah, then she talks about, you know, how Jake, for some reason, just decided to, like, strike this power pose and uh, kiss Jake. um, Sorry, kiss Dirk, because he just has to be dramatic like that. And it's it's pretty funny. Um, so at at this point, it's pretty implied that um, that Jake and Dirk are in a relationship. It's kind of implied that's what happens afterward. Um, we do see uh, we, we do cut to Jake ignoring Dirk's messages, and then as he locks his phone, we see the lock screen is a picture of uh him and Dirk hanging out and um so we get more confirmation of this whenever um aerosol sprite uh calls you know calls Jake's issues his boyfriend problems so and and the reason I'm saying like implied and not really confirmed and yeah I mean we're kind of seeing that but you know I've been around long enough to where I see so many people just refuse to acknowledge like canon rep for being canon rep canon like um and, and canon relationships being canon relationships so so yeah i i'm just trying to point out all the little bits that it gets confirmed that this is definitely happening because i just i don't know if there's anyone out there listening to this maybe i i don't think this should be your first introduction to homestuck uh, i feel like i'm glossing over a lot of stuff and giving a lot of spoilers but if it is it, it, or if somehow you're you're here and you don't know that um that that dirk and jake are canonically in a relationship uh at, at least at points in here then we don't 
then they don't come out and say it for a bit. And I'm just trying to say, like, here are the things that prove that they are legitimately in relationship. Like, obviously, it becomes obvious later on. Um, but I don't know. I just like to point out all the little things just in case someone's here not realizing that Dirk and Jake canonically dated. Yeah, here here's all the things. Here is, you know, um, aerosol sprite calling it uh, Jake's boyfriend problems and um and yeah so it's just just further confirmation and that's why i'm just kind of pointing out all the little things here also i i do want to talk about aerial sprite i didn't actually like there's nothing here to like screen cap or anything so i didn't actually make a note of it in my script here but i do think it's funny how iridan and solux end up getting like clumped together as one and kind of how he functions as his own being despite also being two beings and that kind of whole confusing thing just because how they kind of ended uh while they were alive was kind of a bordering on a black rum or at least i think that's kind of what Aridin was going for i don't think Solix is going to go for it but i th- i think that's kind of where it was going and now here they are trapped together uh, with some of those black feelings in there somewhere. And I don't know. It's just it's just kind of interesting how that, that ended up happening. Um, I, I don't know if it was on purpose because, you know, we have the whole... I mean, obviously, it was on purpose. I just don't know to what extent it was a reflection of their uh, potential romance because, I mean, we had uh, Friska and Tavris be together for a while and how that kind of, like further their relationship, which we're not going to talk about because we're not here for uh, different gender ships, but you know what I mean. So then we have um, just just more like like confirmation here with um, Jake talking to Jane and how he just wants to talk about his feelings about Jake. Sorry, his feelings about Dirk. He just wants to talk about his feelings about Dirk. I don't know why I get Dirk and Jake's names mixed up so much, but I do. Like when I'm typing, when I'm reading, obviously, when I'm just talking out loud, I I just get their names mixed up a lot. Anyway, um, so Jake kind of running over Jane's conversation and, and feelings and all that in order to talk more about Dirk and how he feels about Dirk and all the Dirk drama that's going on. And apparently this happens quite a lot over the past five months. Um, and then we go to a sweet, we kind of flash back in time to a sweet moment between Roxy and Calliope, in which uh, Roxy expresses her deep trust of Calliope and how like, hey, this thing you're telling me to do does sound really scary, but you're telling me to do it. So I trust that it's going to turn out okay. And then, and then um, Calliope basically says that back to to Roxy later on. And I think that's very sweet. And then this, this isn't an actual gay moment. And I think this is actually some of the stuff that I was avoiding putting in here, but I just think it's really funny because, so we're, so we're talking to, so Jake's talking to Caliborn um, and describes, let's see, uh, Caliborn uses the term patron manbro and Jake says that sounds pretty gay and Caliborn has no idea what that means. So Jake gives the kind of old fashioned definition of it, which is just like, you know, being happy and having a, having a good time and stuff like that, which 
follows up the next couple of pages of Caliborn just describing everything about as being gay, about him being gay, the the feelings being gay, this everything being gay. And it's such an easy joke, but it's so funny. And I just, I realize that that sort of joke isn't everyone's cup of tea. And in other situations, it's definitely not mine as well. But I don't know, in this situation, it really is. And honestly, I could probably do like an analysis on secret gay feelings of Caliborn based on some of his other previous uh, behavior. But uh, no, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that. If you guys want me to do that, I definitely will. I just, I don't, I don't feel like doing that. Um, anyway, so I just, I just want to enjoy this, this funny moment with, uh, Caliborn calling everything gay. And, you know, to be honest, when it comes to Jake, I have no idea if he's trolling Caliborn on purpose like this, or if this is just Jake genuinely using the word gay to mean what he's saying it means. And I love that. So uh, then we get into trickster mode, which kind of reveals a lot more. So we're, we're kind, of get, kind of having a lot more upfront conversations about things, uh, whether trickster mode influenced or not. So we, we kind of go back to, I was talking earlier about how Roxy was feeling bad that she wasn't able to kiss Jane to revive her and how Dirk was able to do it because he's so secure in his sexuality. It's no problem for him to kiss a girl because he knows it's like for a purpose, like there is a reason behind it. So yeah, how he was able to do that and how Roxy wasn't able to do that and the guilt she feels about it. And in trickster mode, where they're more honest about their feelings to to a ridiculous extent, maybe not to a a true extent, if that makes sense, how you can be honest about your feelings without being true about, I don't know. But like like some underlying feelings are definitely revealed here in, in a lot of different ways. And I think one of those ways is when the best solution that Roxy and Jane found for Roxy's feelings of guilt was to say, well, you can kiss me a bunch now. We can just do all the kissing now. And that being the solution that they go to, I, I think is is very interesting and um, pretty pretty gay solution to jump to. And obviously, it's it's kind of um, you know for a, a hilarious intent because they're going they're going all out. They're going like just freaking crazy on this cherub candy. But um, but I mean, again, like everything they're saying here has some some hint of truth to it. So, so that's my take on that. So, uh, continuing with trickster mode is, you know, like I was saying, the solution, uh, the obvious solution to everyone, the most straightforward solution that everyone can see is that they all just need to get married. I mean, it, I, I say everyone, but I mean, obviously I'm excluding Dirk, who is immune to the juju. And, oh my God, I really don't like saying that word. Um, anyway, he's he's immune to the, the cherub candy. Um, he's immune to the trickster effects. He like just physically appears like it, but he's he's not. And, um, and anyway, and how they should all get married. Um, 
because that solves all the issues. Like it solves the issue of Roxy liking Dirk. It solves the issue of um, Jane liking Jake. And it it just solves everything if they were to just all get married. It's no problem. Um, And then also how uh, Roxy also likes also likes Jake. She she likes Dirk more, I think, but she does also like Jake. And you know, everyone can just get married and everyone can just have babies and it's all fine. And I get this is a great solution for like multi-shippers and definitely there are are polyamorous people out there. Um I vaguely consider myself one of them, but again, that's not the point of this. Uh but anyway, like this is, you know, everyone in a relationship getting married. And I I would really like that to be a solution in a lot of, you know, to someone to flip the script on the trope of there being a love triangle is to, it's like, well, that's fine. We're all poly. It's okay. But these are some teenagers who I don't believe are are, are poly. If you want to headcanon and ship them all together in a healthy polyamorous relationship, that's completely fine. I'm not saying against that. I love doing that as well. But in uh, the Homestuck canon, these are all a bunch of teenagers who just have confusing emotions. And there's no real simple way to fix it, um, you know, realistically. And, and a bunch of teenagers all getting married so they don't have to overthink their feelings is obviously not the solution here. Which this is all kind of background. Like I know I'm talking about a lot of uh, different gender ships, which isn't sort of what we're here for, but it's kind of background for when Jake proposes to Dirk, basically. And Dirk gets so mad because that's not what he's about. He's not about these quick, easy solutions. He's not about ignoring the problems at hand. And, you know, he calls Jake out and just says, like, listen, if you had, if you didn't like being with me anymore, if you even just wanted some space, if there was any issue, you should have talked to me about it instead of just ignoring me for days. And says, well, if you wanted out of the relationship or if you didn't, it doesn't really matter now because I'm just ending this because I'm tired of this. And the quick solution that you offered just proves that that this is not something that either of us want. And I don't know, it's 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 nice. I think uh, whenever I'm done with uh, reading back through Homestuck, I, I believe in my first episode, I talked about some of the projects I was thinking about doing afterwards, kind of as a follow-up to Gaystuck. Um, kind of a continuation of Gaystuck, I guess, was kind of to go over the individual ships, uh, whether I would just stick with the canon ones or or talk about like, you know, a lot of the popular uh, same gender ships. And I think I'd really like to do that to talk about Dirk and Jake's relationship. I know there's a lot of discourse on that. And I've expressed some of my opinions on Twitter. But but yeah, so I'm not going to talk about it a whole lot here. Because this is, again, just supposed to be for pointing out the gay moments and not and doing a little bit of uh, analysis, mainly to show how the moments are gay. But um, but it's not I don't, I could spend an episode talking about Dirk and Jake's relationship probably, and I'm spending a lot of time on it, on it now, rather than just acknowledging that it's here and like some analysis, but, um, but yeah, anyway, uh, kind of rambling about nothing, which if you've stuck with me for this long, if you've listened to my other episodes, you know, that's what I'm about. So 
and the, the whole trickster venture in in general kind of getting back to that ends up being very awkward for everyone um as they're done with it as they're having their trickster hangover and they are sitting on their quest beds waiting for death which is i guess some sort of uh analogy for a hangover i guess but um so, and how we have it set up here is Dirk is only talking to Jane and Jake is only talking to Roxy and Roxy and Jane are talking to each other as well. Um, so, and this is how Dirk and Jane finally discuss their feelings for Jake. Um, I don't believe Dirk and Jane have really talked a lot up to this point and they definitely haven't really talked about Jake. So now they're finally being like, yeah, I... Like, uh, Dirk being like, I knew you felt that way. I just didn't want to acknowledge it. Um, and kind of like just theorizing on their, their different things and both saying that um, the other, they, they saw the other as having the advantage in pursuing Jake. And, and again, this is a point where I could just talk about the Dirk-Jake ship and just go real deep into that. But instead, I'm going to talk about how in, in this moment, so we haven't really dealt with like Dirk being gay hasn't been a thing um it hasn't been like I'm trying to figure out how how I'm trying to say this but it it hasn't really been a, a not like a plot point it hasn't been the only part of him being gay that's been relevant is his um courtship of Jake that's been kind of what p- plot elements have been revolved around. That's been like an area of conflict is his court sh- courtship of Jake and how he goes about doing that. And it wasn't that he was gay doing that. It was just that he was doing that in a very weird way while also there was someone else who also liked Jake. Um, is, is kind of what that revolved around. Uh, there's even been points, uh, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned in a previous episode, where, uh, you know, Roxy points out that he's gay. I think it's like the first time that, like, someone says that, like, he's gay, and he's like, yeah, so what? And, and that's the point. He says, yeah, so what? He's like, I'm from the future. I don't really, we don't really need these terms anymore. Like, they're 400 years advanced of us. It's, it's not really a thing anymore. And so him being gay has just been a fact like that's that's just been part of his character and yeah so i i just really find it interesting that now you know post uh trickster when we're all getting down deep into it we have like a really relatable gay moment with dirk where he says the reason that he assumed Jane would have an advantage when it comes to pursuing Jake was because Jane is a girl and Dirk is a guy. And so obviously the girl would have the advantage when pursuing a boy. And I mean, that was just, I just love that we're, we're finally exploring this and just like, yeah, his sexuality hasn't really been a thing. It hasn't been a, like at at one point I remember um Jane saying oh poor Dirk he's going to be sad that he can't get with Jake because obviously Jake's straight right uh so it was kind of assumed on on Jane's end that there'd be no way that that Dirk could get with Jake because Dirk's a guy 
But like we haven't seen it from Jake's point of view where Jake is thinking that because he's very um I'm not sure I want to say confident in who he is. Like, he's definitely true to himself and who he feels himself to be. That doesn't necessarily mean, like, he talks about later. Like, he doesn't necessarily, or I guess he talks about earlier, he doesn't necessarily uh, like himself a whole lot all the time. He, but he he definitely has a strong sense of self and and who he is. And he never had a problem with with him being gay. Like, it's just been considered a fact, um, that he's known he didn't go through at least we're not shown a period where he's confused about his his feelings or confused about his sexuality or anything like that it's just like this is dirk he is gay that's fine he's from the future he doesn't give a shit so the fact that he acknowledges that like there's this potential huge barrier between him and jake because of gender and sexuality is like that's i don't know i just i just really like that they they added it in here um because uh, again it's the first like as far as i know dirk is the only one who has a canon sexuality like dirk is gay dirk is a homosexual dirk only likes guys that's it i think later on I, i'm not 100 percent sure about this but i think i saw something about um word of god kanai is a lesbian um but i haven't I don't remember where I saw that. I saw it years ago. So, but as far as I remember in the actual Homestuck canon, Dirk is the only one with a confirmed sexuality. So I, I do really like that, um, that, we're, that we're finally talking about it. Like here is our gay representation. And while he doesn't have any struggles with his sexuality, like about like accepting his own identity, he does have relatable struggles. Like it isn't all easy peasy. Um, because, like, the person he likes might not be into him. Uh, anyway, I, I've rambled on about the same point, saying the same things a couple of different times, but I just I just really, really like it. And uh, then we kind of get a bit more about what Dirk being gay means for Roxy when she kind of confronts the way that she's been acting with Dirk and how she has been aggressively flirty and you know, joking a lot about how they should get married and have babies and continue on the species and and all that stuff and how she's been doing that for so long, like knowing that that Dirk was 100% gay, that there was no way that he would return her feelings and all this. And and then that kind of came to a head in trickster mode whenever she kind of like nagged him into like them kissing to kind of bring him into trickster mode as well and to pretend that everything was going to be hunky-dory and everyone would get married and it would all be fine and kind of you know in trickster mode saying like listen your sexuality does not matter here what matters is that the easiest solution to all of our problems is if just we we all get married um and you also enter into a different gender relationship with me basically and um, like they, they don't delve quite that deep into it, but you know Roxy has some guilt there about what she did and about um, how how she's acted with Dirk in the past and just kind of been like you know putting aside that it, it doesn't matter that that he would never return uh, her feelings because he was gay, but she's still going to flirt anyway without really taking into mind whether he would feel uncomfortable about that, and now. She's worried she pushed it over the line and maybe he's just been slowly getting fed up with her uh, all this time 
because of how she's been acting and how she feels like really, really bad about it. And she's, she's taking some time to reflect on that. And then we have uh, uh, just a little, just a little tiny blip from Jake that I find really, really interesting. And I can't remember if we delve more into this later on in the series, but I'm looking forward to seeing if we do. Because this time I'm reading through Homestuck with a knowledge about a romanticism. I don't know if I knew about it before or if I just, like, if I didn't know a lot about it or if I didn't know about it at all. But uh, Jake makes really good, there's a really good case here for Jake actually being uh, aromantic, like aromantic pansexual or something. Uh, Because he is talking about how, because he's talking with Roxy about how much she likes Dirk, how much she admires Dirk. And you know, how much she loves Dirk. And Jake's like, you know, I kind of feel jealous because you have such a passion for Dirk. You feel such strong feelings for him. And I never came close to feeling that strongly about him. And uh, he says that he actually, like, is worried that he won't ever be able to feel that strongly about anyone, like, like in a romantic sense. So, um... So again, this could be, you know, teens just figuring themselves out. And again, I I mentioned this earlier, but uh, I believe I mentioned this earlier, but the fact that there's literally just, like, they all only know each other. Like, literally, they don't know anyone else, really. So, I mean, Jane might, but, I mean, basically no one else does. And um, Jake certainly doesn't. Jake certainly only knows his three friends. So, you know, it it could just be like there's been no opportunities for him to really like um develop those strong feelings for anyone and and again, they are just uh 16. So it could definitely be it could definitely just be that. But I mean, definitely there's no way we can overlook the fact that this this is high key pointing at the possibility of of Jake being aromantic. And I definitely support if anyone like head cannons in that way. Uh, I mean, I support like anyone's head cannons, like you know, whatever. But I mean, specifically, like in, in this case, there is some context here because he's specifically saying that he doesn't know he'll ever uh, feel uh, that way about anyone as as Broxy feels about Dirk. Um, and okay, so this isn't actually a gay moment, but I feel like it's kind of foreshadowing because. Roxy's talking to Jake about how he, uh, uh, Roxy's talking to Jake about how she lost the ring that was making her invisible and how whenever she saw it, she had this really sappy thought that she would love to give this ring to the person she wanted to marry one day. And the reason I'm bringing this up here, even though in this conversation, uh, Roxy is specifically saying this in context of one day marrying a dude, I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering correctly, that at the end of Homestuck, Roxy gives a ring, if not this ring, I I really can't remember. I can't remember so much about Homestuck. Um, But I'm pretty sure Roxy gives a ring to Calliope, which already had symbolism there. But now on top of the fact that she's saying this about wanting to give a ring to the person she wants to marry, um, like that being brought up you know, as a thing, like it's being established here as a thing. And then later on that happens. I mean, 
again, it's way early foreshadowing, but it is here. So we we end with um, with Dirk again, more more discussing his sexuality and kind of the impact that it has on his friendships, rather than you know specifically about him and Jake. And he he talks about how because they're he's talking to Jane about how Roxy doesn't want to talk to him because you know she feels bad for how he about how she's been acting towards him and all the excessive flirting and everything and he's like no i don't feel like fed up with her or anything like that i don't like i don't feel frustrated with her or anything and he says that he only feels guilty that he can't give her the life that she wants he can't give her a romantic relationship he can't give her anything that she wants from him uh, besides just friendship because he has to remain true to himself even at the cost of not giving you know a person he loves something that he feels she deserves and and he feels like she deserves a great relationship and he wishes that you know he could give that to her but ultimately he has to stay true to himself and he is a gay man even if it comes down to like perpetuating the species like keeping humanity going um, you know, under the assumption that Esper wasn't going to be a thing that happened. Like, if it was just them, the last two humans on the face of the planet, like, he still couldn't do anything because, above all, he is true to himself. And so I just really, I really like that. I really like, I'm not saying that his feelings are right, that he's, that it's it's a good and healthy thing that he feels guilty about not being able to be in a different gender relationship. Um, I, it's more complicated than that. But I, I do like that, you know, he does care about his friends deeply. And he does talk about how ultimately he does have to be true to himself, no matter the consequences. And um, and he does really love Roxy, just not in the way that she wishes he could. So I feel like that's a good way to end uh, Act 6, Act 5. We're on to... Um, I. I believe we, yeah, I believe we're just on to Act 6, Act 6 next. Uh, but yeah, as a reminder, I do have the project going on with um, Ectobiologist on Twitter with the uh, Friendsim fan dub. So check that out. Um, I am SA Dragon Tweets on Twitter. The website for the fan dub is hiveswapfriendsim.carrd.co. Check that out. Um, since I am recording this a little bit early, I don't know quite what's happening with it, obviously, at the point that I'll be releasing this. So um, I know the website isn't fully updated at the point of recording this, but um but the project is is still in progress. We're just kind of getting everything down. I mean, like I said, this is a a fan dub, so it's you know it's just us uh, doing this in our spare time, and um, it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited about it, and definitely check that out, uh, support it. Um, again, as of recording this, not everyone's information is up on that website, but if you know, if you check it out and you decide you want to support us, there are a lot of us do have links to um, to a PayPal or a Ko-Fi, which I'm going to continue to say. I know I say it every time I say Ko-Fi, I say I know it's probably pronounced coffee, but 
I'm going to say Ko-Fi. So anyway, there's links to that. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, support us if you want or just share it. That's a great way to support us um, and, and check us out. And um, yeah, definitely let me know if I, if I missed anything, if there's something that you want me to talk about in more detail, even if it's not necessarily like would not be part of gay stuck or it wouldn't be part of the way I'm doing it. Like if you, if you have something you want me to talk about, just give me a heads up. I can just make a whole separate episode about it or I can save that for my ideas of when I'm done with gay stuck um, and kind of go on from there. So yeah, uh, let me know. Thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, share all that stuff. As of recording, I still don't have my YouTube. I still don't have my YouTube up, but I, I am planning on doing that. Um, I'm actually re- recording this on Wednesday that the previous episode was released, so I'm kind of a little bit ahead of the game there. I haven't had a lot of time to do do some other things. But um, again, if you have any other formats that you'd like me to use for this, let me know. If you have other ways that you'd like to support me, like just preferred ways, uh, let me know. Um, yeah, just just hit me up. Uh, my Twitter is SADragonTweets. My Homestuck Tumblr is JaxDoesHomestuck, all one word. And my Buzzsprout is JDH.Buzzsprout.com. And thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you next week.